Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> Do you have any plans to visit no, the border? No, I think. Pardon me? Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term, no. No, it'll just be disruptive, not anything else. Yeah, it's good to hear the president having a good chuckle over the situation at the border. <laughs> a lot better than you all expected. So what is going on? Everybody was anticipating this giant rush at the border as of midnight this past Thursday, when Title 42 expired, we all know that. We talked about it endlessly. Everybody did. They were setting records every single day, and then somehow, magically, the number of people crossing halved over the weekend. Nobody seems to have an explanation as why. Mayorkas is, well, we had this plan in place, and our plans are working. No, no, no you didn't. You didn't. Your plans are not working. And no, nobody knows exactly why this happened. The president said, expect chaos. You said expect chaos. It didn't happen. Let's, Why? Let's play the WOS, the waste of skin. 51, <laughs> Michael. The United States Border Patrol has experienced a 50% drop in the number of encounters versus what we were experiencing earlier in the week before Title 42 ended at midnight on Thursday. It is still early. We are in day three. Yeah, nobody knows. Correct me if I'm wrong. If it was cut in half... 
that's now merely five times the previous right. crisis level. Yeah. Instead yeah. of ten times. It's still crazy. Yeah. It's still completely out of control. Which uh, I think is one of the reasons uh, Mayorkas wasn't doing as much touchdown dancing as the giggling of the president. Yeah, better than you thought, huh? Huh? Uh, I'm on top of it. Where am I? I'd have had a gift card. Um, this is worth hearing as to just how great things are going. 56. This is what I'm hearing on the ground from mayors, from Border Patrol agents, from embedded media. Everyone is saying it's not that bad. So on Friday, I visited El Paso. I went to the the Central Processing Center, and you're seeing these videos. And, and this is what not that bad looks like. In that in, in the El Paso sector, there's over six thousand people that are in custody. In this particular facility, it's meant to house a thousand people. It's housing over three thousand. In one of these rooms, it's meant the max capacity is ninety people. There was over four hundred in here. That's a four hundred fifty percent capacity. In another room, meant to meant to house a hundred. 20 people there was over 700 people in there we we can't allow not that bad to be the normal that's a representative republican from texas imagine a room designed for 90 with 400 people in it imagine what that would feel like oh my god the heat the bathrooms the everything the smell just every uh the and we're trying to figure out everybody's trying to figure out what's going on here and the administration will tell you, well, it's because we put out the word that if you don't follow the rules, then you can't apply for five years. I mean, these people are vanishing into the country anyway. They're melting into the country and not applying for anything. They're just living their lives. So eh, I'm not sure that carries uh, that uh, carries any weight. But the other thing might be word has gotten around south of the border. I mean, immediately south where people are set up in those big camps. Um, that, hey, it's freaking miserable in the detention centers. They stick you in a room made for 90 people. It's got 350 or whatever those crazy numbers were. Um, it's a, like this facility's made for 1,000 people. It's got 3,000 people in it. Everybody's on top of each other. The bathrooms are overflowing. Stay there. It's Like I said earlier, it's like the day after Thanksgiving. That's the last day I want to go shopping. These people are thinking, I'm going to wait a week. Could be. I wonder. I don't know. I'm guessing. So here's a report uh, as to how many migrants were released in El Paso just last week. The city of El Paso reports it released more than 4,000 migrants into the streets here last week. That's the highest number for any calendar week so far uh, this year. Wow. Four grand released into El Paso. Isn't that amazing? And then if you're wondering what happens with the paperwork, this is assuming there is any paperwork because thousands and thousands and thousands of people are just disappearing into the country. But uh, here's how the whole paperwork situation goes, 54. I spoke yesterday with a migrant here, and she was asked to appear in court in June 2026, three years from now. Uh, And she was asked to appear in Newark, New Jersey. She's currently taking shelter here on the streets in El Paso. And I asked her how she plans on getting from Texas to Newark, New Jersey. And she said a humanitarian flight, and she plans on remaining in the country for the next three years until that court date. So if you're caught, or maybe that person just did it it the way you're supposed to do, maybe they weren't caught, they volunteered, but they give you paperwork to show up, you know, 1,500 miles away three years from now. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you in Newark, 2026. That's what you said? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll be there. You'll recognize me. I'll look just like I do right now. Yeah, okay. Keeping in mind that last year, 
How many people a month just got away, as in they don't have any paperwork and nobody knows where they are and nobody's expecting them to show up? 50,000 a month got aways last year. Holy cow. 50,000 a month. Wow. That's incredible. And those people aren't even asked to show up in Newark in 2026. (laughs) Right. Well, and those the people who are asked to go to beautiful Newark, and I mean, I thought you liked immigrants. Why would you make them do that? Um, uh, if they get wind that hey, ninety percent of people are turned down in uh, asylum hearings because you're not, you're not, you just don't make the grade. All you're, you're here for a better job. You're not here because you're being persecuted. Um, they're going to boot you out. I wouldn't show up for that damn hearing. Are you kidding? Why? Why would I? Right. I wouldn't either. How often does this happen with 50,000 gotaways per month last year? Last week in California, Border Patrol agents arrested an Afghan national on the FBI terror watch list. That man crossed the border with a group of migrants, and when he was fingerprinted, the FBI confirmed a match on the terrorist screening database. Uh, how often has that happened? A lot. Remember when there were droves of Chinese nationals? for a while and folks from africa for a while because the word got around the world you can you can apply you know we got an email from one of our beloved listeners who has a friend who's trying to do all of this legally and and they won't renew their visas and they're threatening to kick them out of the country they're law-abiding productive they've lived here for years they entered lawfully they filled out all the forms but now, for whatever reason, they're being told, no, we're not going to re- renew your visa. you got to go go home. Um, and they're desperate. Their kids have never known any life but the United States. And they have not broken a single immigration law. But 50,000 people a month are pouring across the border with impunity. It's enough to make you cynical. I mean, like, bitterly, angrily cynical. Yeah. It's pretty awful the way we treat people who try to do it the right way. We punish them. Yep. So what is it? Why are people not crossing? Crazy. I uh, I do think it's word got around that if you get caught, you can't get in for five years. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what convinced people that they were going to get caught. Because obviously, if fifty thousand a month last year were getting away, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Seems like you'd take your chances. Yes, I would. Uh, so, uh, uh, one more quick angle on the immigration front and Michael, then get ready, please. As we bring the folks joy and laughter, get 16 ready. So, uh, Greg Abbott, mayor of Texas has continued his practice of busing people to sanctuary cities, which is Jack, a cruel and inhumane bit of political theater using humans as pawns. Or it's freaking sending people to the cities that said they'd be happy to have them since Texas is overwhelmed. But he has sent a couple more busloads to the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Vice President Kamala Harris lives. That's the traditional home of the vice president. Bus of migrants uh, dropped off just the other day. Abbott said in a letter to President Biden, uh, his policies leave many people in the bitter, dangerous cold. Oh, that was uh, the the wintertime drop off uh, as people as the the polar vortex moves into Texas, et cetera, et cetera. Texas has borne a lopsided burden caused by your open border policies. There will be more coming, Abbott said to the buses. Uh, there will be more going to New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, and other places around the country. 
Well, don't forget San Francisco and Berkeley, California, perhaps the loudest, proudest sanctuary jurisdictions in America. Mm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Kamala Harris, we should have played this more than we have so far today. Much like the Beatles, oh, geez. the Rolling Stones, I'm trying to think, is there any other act like that? I mean, just in the upper, upper, upper pantheon, you think they can't possibly have another hit. There have been so many. Kamala Harris has just unleashed a hey, Jude. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes, and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. What? what, That weird change of tone she does there, it's weird. That was utterly incoherent. And, you know, we have an emailer who who claims to have good information that says she's a drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing Often to go with that. Often got, got the buzz on. Yeah, not willing to go with that. You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. See, as usual with her bat-ass crazy garbage... I want to memorize it, but I can't because it's such a random string of words. Uh, hang on a mic. Where's my pen? <laughs> Sir, what the hell happened to my pen? That's weird. Oh, there it is. Uh, Michael, play that last part again. You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Of all in which you live, <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live. She's gobbling uh, THC gummies. That's it. She can't be drunk in public. So she's had to put the the, the handle of vodka away. <laughs> and now she's go- going with the gummies. That's got to be it. You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Her m- Mom was Indian, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. And her dad was Jamaican? Something like that. Yeah. I would think her dad would make references to coconut trees. Hmm. Do they have coconut trees in India? It's How tropical. I, know? I don't know. I don't know these things. No. Um, yes, that is so good. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Do you say Happy oh, Mother's Day to people who, who have pets? Of course Today, not. Today, different topic somewhat. Uh, today is National Chocolate Chip Day. Hello. Which... Uh, I think is worth revisiting. Sorry to quibble. Chocolate chip or chocolate chip cookie? Chocolate chip. Not the cookie, just the chocolate chip. But what huh. else? You don't do that many other things with chocolate chips. Really? Yeah. How, how are those cookies, by the way? Somebody brought some in. Uh, they're very good. Yeah, they look really good. Oh, damn. Anyway, I think it's re- worth revisiting the whole it's blank day thing. I don't think most people are aware of that. I just brought up the list. So <laughs> all that. So stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, you think the whole red state, blue state political divide can get hot? Here's a hot one for you. Are you a real parent if you have a pet, but not a kid? Oh, boy. Is quite the divide on the text line today as that topic came up. Grocery store, cashier. This is my first Mother's Day, she says. Oh, you're a mother? A mother says to her. Yeah, I just got a dog. I'm a dog mom. Not an effort at humor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And so you either agree or you don't, I've noticed from reading the text line. (laughs) Um, Got this text among many, many, many. After almost a decade of trying, my spouse and I finally conceived through IVF. And I became a first-time mom. At age 46, I had two dogs almost my whole independent adult life since leaving home at 20. 
Although dogs were good training, it's nothing compared to the forever 24-7 commitment, sacrifice, and responsibility of a child. I think that is what many parents of children would say. The relationship with a beloved pet is wonderful. It's rich. It's long. It entails sacrifice and care and all sorts of stuff. But trust me when I say it's different. Uh, I'm 33. My wife is 26. We have four kids under six. Whoa. Ooh. I'm tired reading this. <laughs> we also have several dogs and a couple cats. Dog parents are a farce, not the same thing in the least bit. Says oh, this couple with four kids under six. That is very, oh. f- very harsh. Well, I would say this. If you had... Uh, you got four kids under six. You ain't going out to eat. You ain't going on vacations. You ain't, well, you ain't doing much of anything. Parenting. But parenting. Yeah. You have uh, several dogs. You're still going on vacations. You're still watching movies. You're still, well, you're still doing all the things you ever did before. Uh, somebody suggested that we declare the day after Mother's Day, like Puppy Mother's Day or Pet Mother's Day or something like that. Since there's no doubt that the uh, culture is going that direction of the whole, you know, I saw the first time I saw somebody pushing a cat in a stroller the other day, but I've seen many people push, but push dogs in strollers like lots. That's a common thing to see. You know, uh, the gene I don't have is the I've got to have my dog with me everywhere gene. Right. And I am so fond of, well, I have been of all the dogs I've had, but I don't want my damn dog at the grocery store. I don't want my dog at the restaurant. I know. I, I, I would rather focus on what I'm doing. Now, if you have an incredibly obedient, docile dog and you could forget it's there and, oh, that's right, Fluffy's here. That's uh, okay. Good for you. But my dogs have been far too spirited for that. I walked into a a coffee shop the other day and uh, somebody had a boxer there and and immediately in my head. I I Now, we're talking a breed of dog or a pugilist? (laughs) Well, it was a dog and immediately... In my, I started humming. I am just a poor boy by my son. That's beautiful. Isn't that weird? That is. How would that pop into your head? So yeah. it's National Chocolate Chip Day, and I just wanted to bring this up. Okay. Because somebody brought in cookies for that. Uh, these days are stupid. All right. You can oh, you, yes. you can pay like eighty bucks or something like that and yes. get them on a calendar somewhere. It doesn't yes. mean anything. For instance, today on one of the calendars, there's like ninety different websites that post these. By the way, or organizations that call them the official register of these sorts of things. Uh, yes. Um, today is bring flowers to someone today. International Kangaroo Care Awareness Day, hmm. International Day of Families, hmm. National Nylon Stocking Day, nice. celebrated however you wish. Yeah, Peace Officers Memorial Day, that's wow. a nice one. National Classic Movie Day, National Check Your Wipers Day. <sighs> you check your wipers. National Mimosa Day, National Barbecue Day. This is all today. This is all today. So keep that in mind whenever t- somebody tells you it's National Whatever Day. All right? No, it's not. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biggest headlines today are the migration slowed to half, though that's still crazy numbers. Migration slowed to half after Title 42 went away, and nobody knows why. Currently. It's only been a few days. Overnight, more or less. Yeah. It's only been a few days. Nobody knows. But uh, the other thing is Biden's meeting with uh, some of your big people, McCarthy and others, about the debt ceiling thing tomorrow. I mentioned this earlier, the whole National Chocolate Chip Day and those kind of things and how stupid that is. And uh, I said to Joe, we went to commercial break. <laughs> is our job to take the fun out of everything for everyone? We're good at it. Do what you do best. I mean, I got to admit, a little piece of me dies when I flip on morning television and say, it's National Mimosa Day. And they clink oh! their glasses and smile. And I think, you freaking morons. Yeah. <laughs> because... You can you can get these days declared. It takes no effort. It's not like an act of Congress or anything like that. Or even if it is, so Congress declares it's National Blueberry Day. Well, then that's 
official. Well, right. There are some of those that Congress yeah, but does declare. it doesn't declare. mean an effing thing. But then there are like a gazillion <laughs> websites where for $50 you can get it declared that and you get a certificate or something and then whatever. But anyway, in coming days, it's National Classic Movie Day, National Check Your Wipers Day, International Day of Living Together in Peace. Well, that'll bring more peace about. Good. Finally. Uh, National Barbecue Day. Uh, uh, um, National Piercing Day is Thursday. Mm. Frenulum. Oh. Uh, National Biography Day. Bi- Nas- Did you say biography? Yeah. National Sea Monkey Day is this oh, weekend. Finally. National Love a Tree Day. I do. World Hypertension Day. National Idaho Day. I got that. I've been there. Oh, my God. Um, National Walnut Day. Oh, boy. Jerry Cobbler. So it goes on and on. Uh, National Pack Rat Day. But I was thinking about this when I said, is our job to, like, ruin everything for everybody? Because if you enjoy somebody saying, it's National Apple Pie Day, so I made an apple pie, and you have an apple pie, and you're all happy, why would I want to ruin that by saying there's no such thing as a National Apple Pie Day? And even if there were, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So why would I want to ruin that? And it was reminding me, I finally finished that movie, Everything... Everywhere All at Once. Is that the name of it? Sounds right. One Best Picture and like nine other Oscars. It's one of the most decorated movies in movie history. I watched the first... Well, I saw the whole thing, and then I saw the last 20 minutes again Saturday night, and I think I'm starting to understand what it was. Oh, okay. But one of the characters in it, uh, the main characters, and if you think this will ruin it for you, I guess tune out, but he is... um, I still want to see it, and I can't tune out. La, 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 la. No, go ahead. There are lots of movies. So, um, it's so complicated that, I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like saying he falls in love with her and that ruins it for you. I mean, they it's end up so, together. I mean, yeah, is, I know. I know they're going to end up. This is the most complex movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And it's got many of the most odd, I mean, there's, there's a multi-universe where everybody has hot dogs for fingers and. They're sticking their fingers in each other's mouths and everything like that. Mm. Playing the piano with their feet. But um, Was it more like yummy or erotic? Never mind. doesn't matter. I guess it was just supposed to be absurd. Okay. But anyway, this, this woman and her husband, uh, she thinks her husband's a dope and, like, and, 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 uh, and naive mm. and everything like that through the, through the whole movie. And at the end, he kind of reveals... It's my my power. The way I handle things is I expect the best out of people. I expect everything to turn out okay. I I expect everything, you know, is going to go the way I want it. That's just the way I handle the world. That's the way I deal with problems. Hmm. In the, in the this whole all the different universes, all the different things that come out. And it's really an interesting thought. Yeah. In that some people that are doing things that seem naive or stupid, it's just why not? Why not take the naive view that it's exciting that it's National Mimosa Day, for instance? I don't know if that's a good example. Although, we've talked about this sort of before, and I will speak for myself. I've conceded those people are probably happier than I am. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that was his point. Yeah. Um. Why not? What are you getting out of taking the cynical view that everything's going to crap and always will and and this effort won't help anything or whatever? What am I getting out of it? Smug self-satisfaction. <laughs> Obviously. At an early death. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was pretty That's powerful. My superpower. <laughs> I thought it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Although I will tell you this. I don't know if there's 
Well, I'll say it in the correct order. Unlike that movie. It's hard to make sense of. Um, you are built the way you are in terms of are you delighted that it's National Blueberry Day <laughs> or do you say, no, it's not like me? You're, you're built that way. And I think you can go maybe 10% in either direction, maybe 20. I don't know what the number is, but you're going to be you. You're either born that way or you're not, I think. I don't think I've become a person who, who like fanatically tries to root out the truth and, and screen out any like crap about it being National Chocolate Chip Day. Just think I was born that way. I got, I got an example, but I don't like it. Uh-oh. But I'll use this example. <clears throat> so if I see some couple, you know, I hear about some couple, not particularly well-educated, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to use a lot of cliches here, okay. probably make me a bad this, person. This is uh, They're <laughs> tatted up, not particularly educated like that, and uh, she's pregnant, and they're both 19, and everybody's excited for her and like talking about it, I would have the cynical view in my head. Okay. I wouldn't be overtly have it. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say anything to them. Right. But I think this isn't going to work. This is going to be a disaster. They're going to, this is going to be awful. You two stupid people haven't shared our birth control, you know. Why not? Just a awesome congratulations and mean it. Why not? Why not? What, what harm does it do? To take the positive view that things will be okay and will work out. That doesn't. What what good does it do me or anybody else to take the negative view? Yeah, that's interesting. Are we talking about uh, interacting with them? I don't know. Or or like your wife tells you about it. Your your buddy tells you about it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example. That's a good example. No, I can't go there. I just can't. I don't think I can either. But not- I get the idea of. You've known people, I've known people, and smart people, too, that always take the positive, oh, that's fantastic. Good for you. What if it's not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just... Maybe you're right. Maybe you're just built that way or you're not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a quibbler, so if something's going to be very difficult, but there will be joy involved... I'll say, boy, that's really going to be tough, but uh, joyful as well. I'm not going to just act like it's all joy. I can't. (laughs) I I just can't. Speaking of National Blueberry Day, I've recently discovered blueberry preserves or or jam. Like blueberry jelly. But but it's jam. You're like Columbus discovering America. It already existed. Well, yeah, I know, but I'd never really eaten it you've never really eaten blueberry jam not much and you're not talking like smuckers out of a jar at the grocery store you're talking like higher end stuff up on the top shelf of the jelly section or i grew up in a world where everybody made homemade jam i mean just everybody did everybody canned homemade jam see now i can be joyful about that 100 percent it's like gonna rot my teeth and make me fat i don't care (laughs) it's so good but peanut butter and blueberry jam sandwiches where do you get a high-end jelly I'd have to ask Judy, one of the grocery stores. The first one, one of the grocery stores. The first Thanks one for your help. <laughs> I got well what the I don't know. Um the first one I got was at like one of those quaint roadside country oh, yeah, yeah. stands that sure. you get sure. that you go by now and again. And I thought, well, that sounds kinda interesting. I'll get a oh oh 
Yeah, so good. What I call the pie store and other people call a fruit stand. Because I only go yeah, there to buy a pie. pie store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I feel like it's been a religious awakening or I've fallen in love or something. I should, Man, I love that. I should buy better jellies. I've been buying just the, like, the cheap off-the-shelf smokers. I should buy better jellies. They have Friends, better jellies. up your jelly game. Although, <laughs> in these days of high inflation. Yeah. It's painful. Right, it's like buying a steak in well, a jar of jelly. Yeah, you got like a, a three fifty for a, a jar of the, the big brand, or you could pay $6 for that one over there. You, you just can't do that. A lot of people can't. Which reminds me, tomorrow I want to talk about this. You got to watch that movie and tell me, maybe I got the point wrong, though. Maybe I could be completely wrong with the point was. It was very complicated. Uh, yeah. Or if you watched it. I will watch it. If you watched it, text me. What was the point of that movie? Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. So I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, but just to touch on it, since we're kind of, uh, well, I mentioned the inflation thing. The New York Times are such chicken poops about having an actual conservative on their staff. It's so ridiculous. I guess, you know, in your siloed media, that's, that's probably smart business. But So they got uh, David French they just hired, who's a solid, like, religious gentle conservative guy definitely a free speech person that's what he made his bones with early yeah in his career. yeah and 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 a man of conscience i disagree with him we've had him on the air i've disagreed mm-hmm. with him but um he's 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 a good man but he definitely is a mitt romney-ish conservative in a lot of ways he's definitely a never trumper yeah which yeah. is probably why he's at the new york times well, and you know, it's funny. I'm tap dancing around what to call them. I, I don't. I hate political labels. Generally speaking, they're oversimplified, with some exceptions. Um, but anyway, uh, David Brooks is the longtime like token conservative guy at the New York Times. He is. He is completely left the reservation. He's the guy that they have on the PBS evening newscast on Fridays to argue with the liberal about the week's news. Yeah, he represents conservative thought. Yeah, not very well. He's got this piece about the second phase of the Biden presidency. And he says the first phase, their chief purpose is to narrow the economic chasm. America is bitterly divided between highly educated people who live in places that are thriving and less educated people who live in places that are left behind. That economic and social divide threatens our politics, our shared prosperity, and our nation's social fabric. And in the first two years, the administration successfully began to tackle this fundamental problem. Did they? Through the infrastructure law and many other measures, Team Biden directed huge amounts of money to create working class jobs and increase benefits to working class families. That spending contributed to the white-hot labor markets that have lifted wages, brought people back into the labor force, and turbocharged American capitalism. Yes, inflation surged. Yes, the nation is still bitterly divided, but things would have been immeasurably worse, blah, blah, blah. The Biden policies were more than worth it. All right. As you go to the grocery store and think, how the hell am I going to pay this and my bills? Just remember, David Brooks, the conservative columnist of the New York Times, is telling you from Manhattan that it was worth it. So is he buying the idea that because, uh, you know, 10 million people got jobs while he was in office, that that was because of Biden and not because the pandemic ended? And the so-called infrastructure bill, which was like one-third infrastructure, and the Inflation Reduction Act, which poured gasoline on inflation. I I thought that was astounding. Hmm. The second half of his essay, he's completely right. About what the Biden... 
second phase will be? No, no. It's more about he segues into servicing the national debt. Okay. And he's 100% right about that. You're going to tell us about that? Well, I was going to do it tomorrow, but... Okay, maybe you did I don't care. We can do it here. We have to do a show again tomorrow? Um, Yes. Why didn't somebody tell me that? Delighted. Delighted to do so. I had other plans. You know what? Yeah, what the heck? I'll, I'll touch on this. It's, you know, it's pretty serious. Generally, we try to end with something slightly more upbeat. Have I mentioned to you how much I love blueberry jam? I could talk about that some more. You did. <laughs> National Train Day. Oh, boy. And if it weren't National Train Day, how would my day be different? I'm trying to find the one that I really... National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Oh, man, oh, sign me up. Where yes, do I, please. Where do we celebrate oh, wait that? Wait a minute. This is the one I was trying to find. Today is International Kangaroo Care Awareness Day. Yes. <laughs> if you neglect your kangaroo, you don't deserve a kangaroo. You're not a good kangaroo parent. <laughs> we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Well, the other headline is that the uh, mainstream media has decided uh, Ron DeSantis had a great weekend at Iowa, and they are on the build him back up plan. After the media tore him down for uh, several months and decided he couldn't win, they're now building him back up. Wow. Okay. Because that's the way these things work. It's like a plot twist of the movie. Just when you think he's, he's won the day. Oh, no, a twist. There's a twist. The second phase of the Biden presidency, according to David Brooks, I think is as right as the first part was weird and wrong and an odd setup for a conservative. But anyway, um, today its main purpose is to prepare the nation for a period of accelerating and explosive change. He talks about the various uh, you know, periods of human history and how this one's just going to be crazy. He's setting us up to accelerate a period of explosive change? A period of accelerating and explosive change. Wow, because we've gone through some accelerated change recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just going to keep going more and more and more. Um, And, you know, it's a pretty interesting piece, but in the interest of time, I'll skip to this part. When COVID hit, the United States successfully pivoted and threw trillions of dollars at that problem. But the United States may not be able to mobilize that kind of response in the future. That's because we're now manacled by debt. During the Trump administration, the debt increased by roughly $7.8 trillion. During the Biden administration, it's increased by another $3.7 trillion. Over the past five years, the annual fudget, uh, fudget deficit, <laughs> federal deficit, has averaged about 3.5% of GDP. 3.5%. Over the next 10 years, it will hit 6.1%. We're projected to spend roughly $650 billion this year merely on interest on the debt. $640 billion. Remember last week we hit you with the stat that interest on the debt now equals what we spend on the on uh, defense, which is astounding. And that figure is expected to more than double by 10 years from now. Holy crap. That's about the time the Social Security Trust Fund will become insolvent, requiring even more gigantic cash infusions to keep the program going. Am I going to get any enjoyment out of saying, yeah, we were talking about this 20 years ago? You can't come close to being cynical enough about politicians and how they will screw the people of the future to get and keep power today. You can't be cynical enough.
Admit me chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Man, that was a sobering thing you brought us there at the end, and yeah. nobody likes to be sober. I don't. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to uh, wrap things up. Uh, thanks for asking, everybody. Katie is uh, under the weather, taking the day off. Michelangelo, our technical director, will lead us off as usual. Michael? Oh, I'm just upset with myself. I was doing so good the last few days. I've been at the gym. I've been working out on the treadmill and stuff. But the chocolate chip cookie came out today, and I just collapsed, you know? So i got to get back on there and... Uh, were those homemade? Yeah, they were. Oh, I Lord. think so. I yeah. think so. They sure looked, looked like so it. So good, yeah. Jack, final thought? I am um, having to make another vow. I'm going to clean up my language. I'm going to make, bake it better. I'm going to uh, I'm really going to try to eliminate F bombs. There's no reason for that. It's just it's I've gotten way too casual with it. Everybody has. Well, not everybody. My mom doesn't. <laughs> but lots of people left have gotten too casual with it and I'm going to try to pare it back. Yeah, yeah. So my final thought it has to do with our conversation about how we take the fun out of everything, <laughs> which is not really true, but it's pretty true. I think we both hate being lied to, he, hate being cheated, hate being defrauded, and we hate the idea of y'all getting cheated and lied to. So I don't know, we're kind of, I don't know, maniacs about calling out dishonesty. God, you or get, just foolishness in some cases. You got to dig into that debt stuff more tomorrow. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, we will. I mean, we, we're not going to be able to buy insulin. Our credit card payments are going to be so high as a country. My kids are going to grow up in a different nation. Ugh. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So many chocolate chip cookies to eat. You ought to go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. You can drop us a note. Pick up some A and G swag. We've got some great new T-shirts and such. And the hot links. Terrific. Enjoy your International Kangaroo Care Awareness Day. See you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. Is our job to take the fun out of everything for everyone? We're good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's true. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? Let's go out with a bang. What would James Madison say? I'm going to scratch my butt. <laughs> and where's my check? And I want to watch the real world. Right. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note... Thank you all very much. Have a terrific day. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.